What's up, everybody? It's your boy Trumpervise. Try to uh, I try to do the sweater thing, but I, I couldn't do that one. Uh, anyway, on today's podcast, we have the one, the only Spike from one one fifth of the most illustrious, the most dangerous rap group in all of New Zealand. Sweater. Uh, we talk around just just hood living, pretty much uh, hip hop. Uh, uh, one of the one of the coolest songs I think that's ever come out of New Zealand is uh, the song Bunga that uh, Spike wrote. So we talk about that as well. But um, hey, if you uh, if you're enjoying the the journey and you want to help the bro out, um, check us out over at patreoncom Provise Project. It helps keep the lights on, fam. But um, anyway, I hope you enjoy this as much as um, as I enjoyed doing it. So we'll catch you soon. Yo, <laughs> what's cracking, bruv? <laughs> You all good? Yeah, bro. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm great, bro. I'm fucking thankful, G. That's what I am. Anyway, bro. Hey, thanks so much for coming on through, man. I really appreciate your time, bro. No, thanks for having me on, bro. Ah, oh, bro. What do we call you, bro? We call you Spike. We call you Sprack. What do we call you, bro? Call me Spike. Call me Spicy. Um, whatever you want to call it, anything. Bro, I I watched this interview the other day, bro, and you said uh call me whatever you want but just call me your new stepdad i was like god damn god damn <laughs> i was like i'm gonna use that shit for reals oh bro so um bro um let's just get straight into it eh? i've been waiting to, to ask you this question bro um is this a true is this true bro that you're the bull the bill goldberg of handball it only hung on the courts g bro i was the man like straight up like if you check my hands Flawless, no no scratches, nothing from you know. There's a lot of people that try to play handball, and you know you know we used to call them cheese graders because every time they would go to hit the ball, they'll scrape their hand on it. You know. Yep. Was that you, bro? Did you get never what, me? Were you? That's what I'm saying. Flawless skims. Were you I'm a hand skims? model? I'm a hand model out here. Oh shit! Were you the skim guy or were you the fireball guy, man? I was like, I was a man of many techniques. Eh? You know, um. Do the scum, could do the little spin back. Oh, I used to pull it out, you know, just at will. I used to, I used to play with my, um, my prey, you know. Bro, you know, like, um, I was doing that. I saw my kids doing, doing all their fucking TikTok dances, bro. And you know that wall one that they do? I was like, bro, that's just straight up fireball, G. That's just bro, straight fireball. But can you, can you do the wall? Yeah, bro, easy. Because I could do the fireballs, Jesus. Got you <laughs> got the spinny one too, cuz. Handball, did you, bro? Did you get into the chatterings, cuz? Bro, I still got my chatterings from when I was a kid. It's somewhere in the garage. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you this show all the time. I'm gonna ask you this question, bro, and you gotta keep it real. Can you do the supernova, G? Yep, I can do the supernova. I tried it um during lockdown. Oh, yo, fuck, we need to oh, bring it back because I found I found it in a box there, and I was like, oh shit, this is my OG chatterings from back in the day. So I was trying to do like some moves and shit, mad rusty, but um. Yeah. Remember the old and, Yeah, and you get all the black soot and shit on your hands. Hard. That was yo, that was the jam, bro. Anyway, brother, so only hunger, bro. I've got I'm I'm gonna put a um a message out to the chat right now. Alright, there's there's a bit of a there's a bit of a uh a thing going on. Is it central Auckland, bro, or is it South Auckland? What do you reckon? Bro, to be honest, um Don't give a fuck. Nah, to be honest, to be honest I've always just um, repped it as um, Onihonga A because, um, like, fuck people from, you know, central Auckland, they would say, nah, you're not central, you're from Southside. People from Southside will be like, nah, you're not South Auckland, you're central. 
But um, yeah, I just always rep rep the three one two. But it's in saying that though, it's funny because like you know, out in um Onihonga, we get the central leader. If you were to order like Domino's and be like, you know, when you call Domino's and they're like kind of like they say what area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like central, south. Like so, in order to call the Onihanga one, would have to um uh, press for central. Oh wow! So I don't know. Wait, I don't know. People can debate whatever. We're just out here ripping Onihanga. Ha! Because it's like uh, a lot of people say once you go Mangri Bridge, Mangri Bridge, and then it's like nah. After that, it's it's and I was like. No, nah, actuals. I reckon. I reckon itself. I, I mean, I've always like every time my bros are hitting me up, like, "Oh, yo, come out to Onihanga." It's always been stuff to me, you know. True. Yeah, because like I, I noticed that like he's like people from our west and like different areas like that. They would always say, you know, we're from um, Southside. Um, but for us, I don't know. It was always like the bridge, like Mangere Bridge. Yeah, that was the gap between you know us and Southside. Excuse me for me, but um. I don't know, because, like, geographically, like, you know, in all, like, our media stuff, like, the news and all, like, you know, publications and stuff like that, they always say South Auckland Rap Group. Oh. And then, um, yeah, someone someone told us one time that it's, um, I don't know, it's categorized as South Auckland, eh? So, bro, to be honest, I don't have those answers. Bro, do you get fucked off, G, when, like, anything good happens to anybody... It's all like, oh, yo, rap, like, you know, or dance crew, rap group, all that shit. But then when the bad shit happens, then that's when the South Auckland word comes out. That shit's Bro, all, all the time, annoying. I always talk about the shit because, like, even recently, I've seen, um, what's his name, Josh685. Yeah. You know, he's got a song with Jason Derulo that's, like, charted internationally. He's doing, like, doing mad numbers, even, um, you know, locally. But um, i seen they said Kiwi... Kiwi teen, and it's like, how many times have you seen Kiwi teen next to like a Pacific Island or Maori's name, eh? You know, <clears throat> in a positive light. So, yeah, they're, they're always framing it like, you know, when um when we're on top, you know, they'll claim us. You know, when we're doing when we're doing something negative, uh, straight away describing you know your ethnicity and your location where you come from, eh? So, because I think that was the strongest for, like, for me coming out of South Auckland, bro. Being a Afakasi bro, and then like uh, being on, bro, being on both ends of this, like, I, bro, I'd play it up to get out of a ticket, and then I'd yeah. play it up to hang with the bros at the parties. But like, you know, I kind of yeah. saw so both ends, eh? But when, bro, when when Bunga came out, G, I was like, fuck, like, this dude is speaking my fucking like what I learned like growing up, you know, and that's. Bro, I was that. That's why, man. I when all this Black Lives Matter stuff was going on, I I, I put it on my Twitter, bro, and I was like, this this shit means more now than it's ever meant. And uh, yeah, bro, yeah, I just 100%. gotta give props for that, G. Like you know, I know the uh, you know Black Lives Matter movement. It's like a different struggle to ours, but still going against the same systems of oppression, same you know structures of racism. Eh? So I think that's why. Um, you know, it's important for us to speak out for other minority groups. Hard. And uh, that's really the thing, right? And oh, sorry, justices bro. that's going against them are trapping us too, so. Bro, what was the, um, bro, let's, let's bring it back to Audio Hunger for a second, because what was the, um, what, you, what was the go-to game on Alfred and Church Street, bro, growing up? You played Touch? Fuck, Street Fighter 2. Yo. At our local dairy, the blue one, just up from INF. Smoke's house. Fuck. But like, <clears throat> that was the spot, eh? Hey, used to go there, just like, 
used to be those ones, you know, to ask mom, oh, mom, do, do we need milk? Do we need bread or anything? I'll go walk up the road and just go hang out there the whole day. And then she'll give you some little change for like a lot of money, but just end up using it playing the game, eh? Who's your go-to, bro? Who's your go-to Street Fighter character? Oh, fuck. I was always guy away. Can't go wrong yeah. for me. That was that was always the one. Like, I know a lot of people went for Ken, Ken and that, but nah, I was, I was down for the soldiers, the soldiers. And like, um, bro, you had all the options with that, dude, you know? As long as you learn how to charge it up, you be you know you hold back and like it was down back and hold it back and that was the way it is, eh? But to be honest, I think the main reason, like, because I'm trying to think, like, why was he like my go-to? And it was probably because the Street Fighter movie came out, and you know Van Damme was the fucking, oh. you know, he was the man, and so it was kind of like he was this guy, and it was like, man, that's what I'm trying to be in the game, and then like, <clears throat> I don't know, like. When I used to see all the older dudes be jamming there, you know, when they used to go up to play, they were always playing with guy away. So I was, I guess, I was just like, fuck, I'm going to play a phone too. But right, you learn how and to do fun. that invisible throw, G? Yep. <clears throat> Stalls? Yep. Fuck. Right, I, I used to jam down, and all of the older dudes would get so angry at you when you jammed up the games, eh? And uh, I was like, right. hey. Bro, I was pretty hot, though, like, back in, um, when I all the machines used to be at every dairy, you know, like fuck people beat you up, you know, <clears throat> for your coins and shit. Like, uh, like not me that personally, you know, dealt with that, but I seen people get a hiding, you know, for their coins or you know, if they lost the game and that <clears throat> it, was, it was real serious, you know, gaming in the hood. And then when uh, someone comes and taps your pockets, bro, I uh, got a got 20 and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, here you go, you're fucking hell. Especially the older cats, eh? Hard. I think we're lucky at our one. Like, not too many played um played at our one. Like, it was always vacant, eh? Like, every time we go to the dairy, there was always no one there, so it was pretty solid. Because they had that game. They had middle... What's that middle slug game? Yeah, uh, middle slug. Oh, which one, though? Is it middle slug? Yeah, middle slug, bro. You're like that army dude and... Yeah, um, and you go, yeah, like, yeah, side, that- side scroller. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that game. Fuck, that game was on. I used to jam that too. Um, I a couple of good ones, bro. Was it? Was it? Um, growing up, bro. Was it arcades and Onihanga? No. Ah, fuck. Just internet cafes. Ugh. Heaps of scummy, scummy ass internet cafes or people. I remember even like I, I went to the toilets one time to use it, eh? <laughs> bro. They're scummy, g. But um, <clears throat> someone had like used their shit to like throw their head up on the wall, eh? Oh like, fuck, dude! Honest to God, like someone did that straight up. Fuck, bro, that's not co- that's that's common shit, <clears throat> yo. That happens all the time. I don't know who's got the balls to do that shit, eh? Fuck, when I seen that shit, I was like, I got uh, I had trauma, bro. I need to see therapy after seeing someone do that <sighs> in the toilet. Fucking hell, bro! I've seen some fucking nasty ones in Rewa G on the in the toilets. Was that oh, fuck? Fuck, bro! What a great way to start this fucking podcast off. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yo. <laughs> giving the people, we're just giving the people reality. Yeah? That's true, though. <clears throat> That's true. Um, bro, who broke the fucking yellow table at the roundabout? G. Wow. If we find out who the motherfuckers um, were, there's this there's this guy from the from the hood whose name's um Bob, but well, some people call him Bobby. I heard he went there and was like shin kicking. The legs, just wah, wah, wah. Fuck. And then, bro, chopped it down. The Tom Pole. 
Bro, straight up. Bro. Shins of steel, G. He's got shins of steel. Nah. Um, apparently a drink driver, eh? Oh, something. really? Mm. Fuck, I thought you were going to say it was Boom or someone. I was like, oh, shit. Nah. That would have been fucking mean. If he was straight, kicking that shit. Spare tackle, eh? Straight spare tackle. Straight Goldberg on the handball courts, G. Fuck, Fine. straight Goldberg, G. You've seen Boomer's traps. <laughs> fucking traps for days. He can't even hear shit because his traps are fucking bro, blocking his ears. If <clears throat> I took this hoodie off, bro, you'd think otherwise, G. You'd be like, yo, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you'd be like, fuck, is that, fuck, when did, when did Brock Lesnar grow a beard, G? And I'll be like, hey. Hey, but that's, you know, I, I, I like the humbleness, you know, you're wearing the hoodie, be modest, you know? <laughs> know. Like, and then when you take it off, it's like, boom. What's he stuff? Bro, I've got, I've got a missus, G. I've got a missus, <laughs> you know? I can't fucking be around here, G, you know? Um, Sometimes you need to flex on people, you know? You need to flex on hey, them, G. That's what I've been fucking saying to my missus, and she's like, nah, put your dick away, G, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, put your dick back in your, in your fucking pants, G, and I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, bro, fuck, where's the best place to uh, crack a box, bro? Either Ferguson or Jellico, bro? Sure. Either... Depends, hey, it depends. <clears throat> Multiple outcomes from different places, hey. Right? Like, in Ferguson, you might leave without hiding. Who knows? I don't know, wait. Hey, that's pretty... It's pretty hot, the wherever you go. Police cruising around and shit. Best to just, um... Best to just host it at home. Yeah. Smokey, Safety. Smokey reckons Ferguson. first. Got you, Smoke. Thank you, brother. Has to be because... <clears throat> Bro, let's talk about the fucking duality of Only Hunger, bro. On one side, you got fucking Te Papapa School, and then uh, uh, all, all the Māori Pacific Islanders go there, and fucking, I don't know, like a kilometer down the road, there's St. Joseph's. They do have a lot of Pacific Island kids. And then there's Only Hunger Primary School. That's just straight up, you know, there's not a lot of... It doesn't, which one did you go to, Cuz? I went to um, Oranga. It's, oh, yeah. um, it's on the other side of Ferguson. But, um, because, <clears throat> you know, there was Te Papapa and Oranga, but um, it was kind of like um, competing schools, you know, back back in the school days. But um, they used to call Oranga orangutans, and, and we used to call TP toilet paper. So, <laughs> <it> was, <clears throat> some bit of funny back back history right there. Fuck. But, yeah. Oh, but, you know, times have changed, they, like, you know, those were the days where no uniform and shit. That's very mufty to school. But nowadays, <clears throat> I think majority of schools have um, uniform name. Oh, yeah. I, I went to Te Papa Bar probably a couple of years ago to do some basketball stuff there. Bro, some awesome oh, kids, eh? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, went yeah. down there. I went to all three of those schools, bro, just to do basketball. Was it? Yeah. Yep. And um, that's what that's how I noticed it, bro. But even like... Uh, even like True. What's, yeah. What is, so what did you notice was like... Was um only hung up primary school? Was that more yeah. like I think more predominantly? The, yeah, and the teachers Aussie. too. The teachers were of uh, were Palangis, a lot of them. And then, um, bro, no shit, G. I was at Papa trying to teach, bro, and I had twenty two students, and I was teaching them how to do some skills on basketball. I turn around, I turn back, I had twenty one, bro. One of the one of these motherfuckers climbed up onto the roof, G, and I. <laughs> And oh, I was like, some lazy, hey, lazy parkour. <laughs> it was for ball too. I don't know how I got up there with the fucking ball. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, bro, some talented people 
from the uh, hood, you know? Bro. Athleticism is through the roof. Bro, if we if we had if we had a Mount Rushmore of only hunger fucking pros- prospects, I say that only there. There's Swidit, there's Shay Illy, and who else goes on that fucking place, bro? Fuck. <clears throat> I was gonna say me, then me, then <laughs> me. And Shay, then you put uh, me on the spot, eh? And Boomer's traps. To be honest, one of them would be Boomer's traps, eh? One of them would be Boomer's traps. The other one, I don't know his name, but um, <clears throat> he's like he's he's like a courier dude from in the neighborhood. Rides around on his bike, delivery mail, but he always wears like funky outfits and hats and type that type of shit. So, fuck that dude. <clears throat> what about? He's pretty much like a, a mascot. What about the lady? Sorry, um, man. this dude. Sorry to interrupt you. What about that lady that fucking pal walks all the time? Oh, bro, I went to school for um with her daughter. Oh, I won't say any. I won't say any names. Like I know her name and stuff, but oh, okay. Got um, you. She's bro. Like she should have went to the Olympics, eh? Like for <laughs> real. Like, gee, there was sometimes I used to see her like fucking far away from like on the hung and I knew that um <clears throat> she would have been just marching, like walking, like walks. Biggest calf muscles, G. Oh. Biggest calf muscles you've ever seen. And she always wears like uh she wears quite like bright shit, right? That's the one? Yo. You know why? Why is that, brother? I don't even know if I should be telling you this. Right. You, hey, you can pull out you can pull out right now, brother. If you, you want. wears that so she's visible, so um at night time. Oh. I nah. thought it was, <laughs> bro, I thought it was some other scandalous shit going nah, on. Nah, I, was, nah, I was trying to build you up. <laughs> bro, you built me up, bro, you knocked me down, cuz fucking hell. Bro, um, Nah, she's infamous, bro. But there was this dude, Roger. This dude, Roger. He's a local. Fuck. Legion. OG. OG, OG. Bro, like, here's another question <clears throat> for you, brother. Is Ollie's fucking only hungerji? Let's be honest. Nah, that's where I look. <clears throat> Thank you. I've been telling motherfuckers there for a long time. But hey, Rolo looks like our sister. You know, it's our sister area. If your sister was a lot more richer and cost a lot more. Fuck, there's a lot. Yo, Royal Oak is fucking expensive as shit. Yo. Bro. I think because it's closer to uh, One Tree Hill, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we get it in there. We get it into the old fucking whiteout over there. Bro, was, um, you ever fall down S Block, G? What's the stairs What's like that? there? You know, the oh, S Block on the stairs? S Block. Bro, I used to hate those stairs, G. Honestly, I used to hate those stairs like after lunchtime. Bro. Fucking felt like walking up Mount Everest, eh? What? Who fucking designed that shit, G? I don't know. They should have, like, honestly, they should have built a fucking escalator, G. Escalator for us, too. For us lazy, lazy students, you know? <laughs> I just elevated, bro. You're all good. Fucking hell. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, anyway, brother, uh, moving on. So, the, the, going back to it, bro, like, is it fucking weird that, like, in Oriana, you'll have a, you'll have a house that's worth a million dollars? And then on the next street over, you would have a house that's worth three hundred thousand dollars. It's mm. it's like one of the crazy. It's almost like it's the border between Canada and fucking America. You know what I mean, bro? There's heaps of places like that, eh? Bro, honestly, like <clears throat> it's the rent up there is expensive as now. Like it's expensive for like fucking like two bedroom shoeboxes with like no backyard, nothing, no garage. Like which is rents on the rise. Shit. 
places getting gentrified. But like, yeah, it's crazy. Like how you still have those like like if you get down like um like TP ways, and then there's like State Ave, um, Edmonton, all of those kind of streets. Fuck, there's like whole sections of like houses being like removed. And I guess they're just going to put little like shoebox housing in there, you know? Projects. Higher as rent, but bro, the neighborhood is definitely changing. You know, there's still, there's still a lot of that, you know, OG essence that, you know, we all used to growing up around. But man, every time I go there, eh, it's just like forever changing. Yeah. A lot of new faces. Like, honestly, they say like, you know, when you, you know, places like changing or being gentrified when you see fucking people jogging the street and they're like, fucking spandex and stuff and um you start to see like less barbershops and more like like more cafes eh? like i think down um even only hung on more road it's like there's like fucking 20 cafes eh? it's like low-key like little ponsomy yeah i mean that's what happened with ponsomy like yeah well really shit that's the fuck that's the blueprint right there for Uh, how things are gonna map out eh? but i mean fuck bro further further south you gotta think is yeah that's where they're trying to it's weird, bro, because they're trying to push them to the south, and everyone out, like, I don't know, like, Pukikoi ways is trying to push everybody back into the south as well. And then, bro, uh, bro like, it's just going to be over-fucking-populated up in here. Because even, like, um, um, Oruhu, like, <clears throat> man, that place, that place is getting hit hard. Um, GI, bro, GI is getting hit big time. Yo. Like whole, like whole fucking streets, bro. Like all the houses being removed and stuff. Yeah, it's it's crazy, bro. Gi is right next to fucking Bastion Point, cause like yo, I don't. That's what it is, right? Like fuck, they're just trying to sneak it in, you know, bro. Straight up, bro. What happened to Dressmart? G Dressmart used to be the jam. Fuck. <clears throat> Too many fucking two dollar shops and shit now. <clears throat> I don't know. Just my fell off big time, G. Like, I feel like the the beginning of the end for me was when the Ralph Lauren, when the Ralph um Lauren shop bounced. That was the beginning of the end, G. But even and like then, um, the Nike store, bro. Like, fuck that place was the shit at one time, bro. It was mean. Nah, that's because um, bro, that's because fashion's changing. Like nowadays, everybody's wearing like runners, joggers, and stuff. You know, everybody's um like everyone's a gym fanatic about their fitness so it's kind of like transition from being like basketball heavy to like now like you know accommodating you know fitness those you know fitspo people yeah but i remember when they have those uh friend and family nights see at nike probably like a good 10 years ago i fucking got out there with the bag gee i was getting yo i was getting i got like i think i got like Four pairs of J's, some fucking um, some some dunks for like six hundred bucks. That was that was my whole paycheck for the whole fortnight gone. But I was good. I Yo, was- nah, honestly, bro, they had like fuck. That was the spot, eh? Like that was Yo. the spot I used to go to. And like, if I went in there with the intentions of buying something, I always left, you know, with what I wanted. But um, nowadays, fuck, it's hit and miss. Say eh? like you'll go in there and they'll be just like nothing or. But only have like size nine, you know. Yeah, that's the other thing which, too. Which is lucky for Bima. That's why that cunt's always got mean shoes because he's size nine. Like all of those shoes are always still lefty. Fucking hell! Touch, bro. 
Bro, they got those minute ma- those got those ma- those made donuts, those homemade donuts. It's a homemade donuts. Those are off yeah, the hook. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, those are fire. Those, those are, are slipped on eh? Ah. Like I feel like you know everyone talks about Krispy Kremes, but bro, <laughs> if you ever in um Dmart, go check that out. Hard out. Like I, I took some dudes from Welly, some of my boys, they were up and I, I was like, yo, they wanted to go shopping and they wanted to go dress my I was like, nah, we only go there to go and get go and get yo the butter chicken spot's pretty pretty fucking good too. On the other side, yeah. I got butter chicken, get some donuts, and then uh yeah, and then go to fucking um you know uh, and old uh Burger, Wisconsin. But Yeah, yeah. Even that's Bro, the- you know the you know like that butter chicken spot, that curry spot needs to like these are serve people with dope shit. Like, the amount of people I've seen leave that spot, like, fucking tatted up with curry on their shirt and shit. It's embarrassing. Like, bro, growing ass people need to wear dope too, you know? Oh, fucking hey, why not? Bro, yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it has changed quite a lot, eh? Fucking, and even, like, the Adidas shop. Fuck, I remember when that was, like, some fucking hood shit in terms yeah. of the Adidas shop, and now they've tried to do it up, but, eh. Bro, even, like, there was a spot that we always used to go to, um, it was the number was 187. I forgot what it was actually called, but we just called it 187s. And bro, <clears throat> it was like five dollar combos, and I was like, you got like cheeseburger, a cheeseburger, um, solid cup of fries, and um, like a can, like um, what is it, golden pash or you know, one of those kind of drinks. And um, bro, that was the spot, like five bucks to you, you'll leave that shit full. And that was the spot we always used to hit, but then that's mm. gone now. Underrated fucking drink, bro. The Golden Bash. See, I don't even know why it's even underrated. Like people just, fuck. I think people just look at it like, ah, fuck, it's only a dollar, all good. But Golden Bash is up there with fucking anything that any of that Mountain Dew shit they're fucking producing. No, you're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to drink Mountain Dew because it gives you small balls. Yeah, bro. Fucking a, it does. I sort of fuck. That's the hood, bro. That's the hood myth, eh? <laughs> that was like a real thing. Like, gee, I remember one time, eh? Um, fuck. my mom gave me a, like a Mountain Dew for school, and just feeling like anxiety, gee, like fuck, fuck. People are gonna say I got small balls. Fuck. Whatever. Nah, I'm not gonna drink this and just throw it in the bush, gee. Like, bro, man, how insecure is that? I'm buzzing algae. I thought that was just a my school thing. And my mates would say it too. Fuck. See, I think that was everywhere to you. Like, it was a common thing. Like, if you drank Mountain Dew, it was like, I just got small balls to you. Even though that's a weird thing to even say, you know? Yeah, then you do that. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck it, algae. I, I need my balls to get smaller. And then you just scull it back. Like, that was when, uh, yo, fuck it. There was that one, bro. There was, I don't know if you know this one, bro. There was the KFC one, bro. The myth of the KFC when there was a fucking cyst in the fucking chicken. And it like made someone fucking, I don't know, bro. I don't know if you heard that one before. There's a what? He, like a cyst? There was a someone fucking from, uh, they always say Rewa KFC, but I bet it was fucking Odahu KFC, Otara KFC, all that shit. And they're like, yo, don't go to that KFC, because someone bit into it and there was all this pus in it, gave this girl fucking herpes on her lips. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was what like, fuck off out. She's was just that a real? And I told my mum, don't ever fucking tell me that. <laughs> I said, that's my sister. Don't talk about her like that, you fucking... Uh. Was that for real, though? Or? Bro, I don't know. Fucking everybody was telling me that shit. They were like, bro, don't go to KFC, bro. They got a fucking sister and the fucking chicken. And I was like, ooh. And, bro, and I read- um, 
there was that recent story, like um, was it in um New Lynn or some shit? Was there like maggots or something in the KFC? Like I, I saw that people... shit too, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maggots or something like that. <clears throat> I was just like, bro, that's not gonna turn me away from eating the dirty bird. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to risk it all. Willing to risk it all. Put my body on the line, bro, for some herpes on the lips. If all it is, it's just, uh, it's not my first fucking radio. <laughs> I've been there before, brother. Shit. It's a couple of herpes on the list. All good. Um, fucking hell. Oh, bro, fuck. Bro, I can't believe this... you're, don't try to normalize that shit. Oh, come on. Don't bro. try to normalize that. Don't That's not a, a proud thing to normalize. I'm just saying. <laughs> bro, let's get into fucking Twitter, bro. Here's a question I want to hit. Do you, would there be a Twitter if it wasn't for RESG? Ooh, I don't like to put limitations on us like that, but shit, you know, you never know. But I definitely think that they really, um, they impacted the course of us uniting and um, creating music together, right? Because, you know, if they weren't in the same household as INF and Smoke, then fuck, those dudes probably wouldn't be making music at the age they were, you know? Bro, Tick is fucking underrated, G. Bro. That's, that's that kind of like, if you know, you know type shit, eh? Like... You know, I got on to. We've been trying to like um get them back in the studio, eh? Because you know these guys, they put the mic down. They're no longer rapping and stuff. And like you know, fuck. We're honestly we're this close, G. Okay. This close to like locking something in. So I know there'll be a lot of people hyped. I know know there'll be a lot of people hyped. Like first time I heard them was on Major Flavors, and then I was like, yo, fuck, I need to, I need to invest some time into this shit. And then yeah. back in those back in those days, there was no Spotify. You had to go out and fucking hunt for that shit. And uh, bro, and then when uh, Dawn Raid came out and they had that shit going on, and then they went to breaking records, it was like, oh shit, like these dudes are straight up. But that, bro, I hope they come. I hope we get because bro, I I do get the same feels. Eh, when I'm listening to your music, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, you can feel it, especially INF stuff. Bro, there's levels to the shit, eh? and um, those dudes. Fuck their A1, like, um, I think it was, I think it was like Stony Hunger area, or era, sorry. Um, we're working on that album, and, um, I think J1 came into the studio just to, like, listen to what we had done, vibe out, chill and shit like that. And then I think Smoke managed to get him, or I think maybe he was on it, horsey, and then he just was like, oh, yo, let me spit some shit. So he spit some raps to, like, over one of Smoke's beats, and, like, you know, it was just, like, one take, Buzz. But Smoke played it back to us, eh? And bro, like, honestly, he sounded fire over, like, modern-day production, eh? Like, fuck, if these dudes, like, you know, really wanted to, they could really flex and just, like, fucking drop another album that would fucking, I don't know. I would love to hear Smokey produce a whole album for them, eh? Bro, that would be... Fuck, bro, let's let's not get my fucking hopes up here, cuz. Cuz, you know, that would be next level, cuz. I would fucking... That would be the shit, yo. Fuck. You got me hyped now, babe. Fuck. Bro. Like, honestly, when we heard that shit, we were like, fuck. Let's just add some verses around that shit. And that's a song, but, you know, um, I think J1 was like, nah, Jack. That was just, um, you know, just for fun. But, oh, um, fuck. That's our goal, to try to get a fucking a song with Arias. That'll just be some full circle type shit, you know? Yo. Fuck it would, bro. It'd be like the circle of fucking Stony Hunger, G. Or hot up. I'm Pride Rock, G. Holding up, holding up the the fucking 
the the trophies because that was that's, right, and, and you know you know the fucking um the slogan for um on the hunger is um something old something new so fuck it says it there oh. like oh on this photo you can't see it, it's on the other one up top but bro that explains the fucking you know the whole thing full yeah. circle rs sweat it mm. Mm. all right bro um bro what will what was the feeling the first time you ever entered like a real studio, like a legit one? How was that feeling, bruv? Shit, I don't know. I remember the first time I was in like a proper studio, proper equipment and shit. Um, it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad, eh? Like I, I felt kind of all good just because it was only the engineer there. Shout out to Dan Moby, but um, it was just him there, so it wasn't like the pressure of like fuck being at this fucking, you know place of like all these eyes and stuff was just me and him so it was a bit more comfortable and i like i had met him already so it was all good it was just kind of like me doing my regular thing but you know over like you know um actual equipment rather than like wrapping into the speaker on the um, laptop yeah but um it was a buzz eh? like it, it definitely was a buzz because we're so used to like that whole diy shit yeah where like inf had his laptop we used to put the bandana over the mic right there with the webcam is. Yo. There's that mic right there. We used to put the, the bandana over it, spin into that stuff. Um, back then, the program we were using was um, Acid Pro. So we used to record our vocals on Acid Pro. Wow. I don't know how the fuck he knew what he was doing, but he, he used to like, you know, do all the levels and kind of mix it to sound, you know, right. And then, um, yeah, that's how we used to record our shit and just um, have it over that. But um, going back to Dan Morby, his connection was, you know, he was um, the engineer for Breaking Records. So he he was re had recorded um, Arias's, like, the most recent album. And so, you know, he was kind of like, he knew that we are doing shit um, from, you know, three on two. He's based out there. Um, our stuff was kind of bubbling, and he kind of just reached out, like, yo, if you ever need a spot to record shit at Mixer Mastering and whatnot, wow. that he'll suss it. So, um fuck straight away we're kind of like yo because you know um our whole journey doing this music shit was like we were just doing it for fun eh? you know doing it for fun and just putting out putting it out there you know just for us and for our friends and stuff like that and then we started getting like positive feedback people started listening and stuff and i was like oh shit um you know we should take this i guess semi-seriously so when he sort of approached us with that you know uh proposition i was kind of like yo that's us let's take it and then um yeah, we just started recording and then one of <clears throat> our first ever EP, Summer Madness, Spike and I Def, um, yeah, we recorded that there and he mixed and mastered it. Oh and man, bro. Because I mean the first EP that I kinda heard was probably um sort of everybody. Or even the bootleg Stony Hunger one. Mm. And bro, like like if you look back on that now, bro, when was that? Like, oh no no no, the first one was Sweater versus everyone. Right. Well, Bro, who did that fucking... Who did that cover, G? Bro, that um, Elliot. Fire. Elliot did it. Fuck, what's his name? SQ. What's his... No, not SQ. No, no. Little Owls. Um... Fuck, I forgot his hit. But Little Owls did, did it. Bro, bro that dude's a mastermind, ain't G? You could put like, that on a fucking t-shirt, bro. Bro, I still want to, eh? Hard. Um... Like that dude, that dude's that dude's a buzzy dude, bro. Like he has his he has his own way of doing shit. Eh? Like I remember when we first met him. When someone's yeah, Deuce. That's it. Deuce. 
So, G, when he first did our shit, right, it was like, fuck, this is fire. He got all the, like, fucking landmark different spots in um, Onehunga. And um, when we first seen him, I think we were celebrating the release of that of that album or something. Or maybe it was, like, something. We were celebrating something anyway at um, SQ, um, SQ's old spot on um, Princess Street. And then um, Deuce was there. And it was our first time actually officially meeting him. So I walked up, like, you know, like, yo, show my G. Um, fuck, I really appreciate appreciate you doing that um that artwork. That's fucking fire. And he was like, I don't do that fucking artwork. And then I was like, Oh, huh? And he was like, I don't want to do that fucking artwork. I don't even want to fucking do that artwork. <laughs> fuck, I was kind of caught off guard. Eh? Like I was kind of like, Hey, fuck's this dude up to? And I was like, semi host. And I was kind of like, fucking trying to read the room. Like, is this how he normally is? Was this dude trying to step to me or something? Blah blah blah. <laughs> then SQ came over and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, it's all good." Blah blah blah. And then um, fuck that was that. And in my mind, I was just kind of like, "Man, fuck that dude." But um, after that, got to know each other and it was all good. He was just horsey. But yeah, oh, yeah. I thought that was just be a funny thing to share. One, the first time this, I ever met DC. One of those angry horsey cats. I'll just crack up because I was just on those like fucking those little kid ones like, bro, thank you so much, man, for doing it. And yeah. He was just like, I don't fucking do that shit. I was like, oh, oh shit, shit, fuck, alright, fucking hell. So like, um, because the most electrifying EP came out with the uh, like after that one it was after year around the same time, right? It was in the same year, I think. And bro, like, fucking, what was the what was life like, bro? Oh, oh no, 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 sorry. After Sweat it uh, versus everybody. What was fuck? Did life change after three one two came out and the fucking and then um bro? When was the moment when you just went fuck, bro? Things are different now, cause um I don't really know, eh? I don't really know too much. Like I think like when a, a really sunk in for me, I guess like um like the stuff that we were doing and like the platform that we you know had um built. I think it was like um Steady Hunger era, like. During that period, but before then, we we're just enjoying like we we're just enjoying the journey. Eh? Like we we're too busy, we we're too busy grinding, making music, um, doing everything that's involved of trying to get your stuff out there to be really focused on, like what was actually happening around us, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I really sort of hit me, I guess, like um, Stony Hunger period, and just like you know when we'll do shows, people would all rock up in Hawaiian shirts and stuff, and. I feel like that's when it really sort of, um, you know, that will like, you know, I guess people were listening to our stuff, you know? Yeah. That's, that's buzzy G straight up. Fucking hell. Was it like, I, I think bro, the first time I kind of like, I don't want to say on the radar, bro, but like that people started was like, um, uh, no parties in Sony hunger. Yo, bro. What was that? Like, uh, fuck, that was a crazy time in hip hop, bro. At that time, you know, I think the downfall bro. or not the downfall, but you know, things were coming down off the fucking scribe shit. And then also, like, the new guys, there was no new people coming in. And you guys fucking work everyone up, gee. It was fucking me. Yeah, nah, honestly, like, um, yeah, there's a combination of things, eh? But, um, you know, Smoke was, Smoke had just got that placement on J Rock's record, you know, and, um, like, he went to LA. Went to LA, did all that, came back, and he he sort of just came back a fresh day, and it was kind of like on that like, yo, we're not working hard enough. We need to be doing this. We need to be grinding, making music more regular, putting stuff out, 
etc and a kind of like little fire i guess for the boys and so we're more like you know we're more focused i guess in like creating music yeah and um during that period that's when um he was managed by andy manane so andy manane sort of came into the fold who was based at where askew was um askew's um studio space down on um, princess street and so it's kind of like us coming in there not really sort of ever stepping into like that industry space before, eh? you know, just kind of doing our thing on on the internet, you know, done little radio stuff here, blah, blah, blah. But it was kind of like our first time stepping forward into that industry space. And it was really like, you know, we were, we were creating the music, but it was like having that, like, having Askew right there, like, you know, fully invested, Andy fully invested. And it was kind of just like, you know, everyone's ideas and then really them just like fucking pushing, pushing that shit forward, you know, to get going. And I think, you know, props to them, especially back then, because, like, you know, we are just some fucking dudes who made it, for, made it out of um, music, out of love, and just was really sort of, um, yeah, transitioning into that, into, like, a sort of, I guess, like a business, per se. Because, yeah. I mean, but, um, you suppose you got to switch it, right? It turns yeah. from fucking just doing it out of, uh, out of fucking Princess Street and Alfred and then jumping into, um, jumping into some real shit, you know? Yeah. No, but it's it's cool though because like, I guess for us it was like um, because you know like say say like we're all making music right, sweat it. We're always in the studio playing shit. Our friends, you know, who have a who have a bias to whatever we make, regardless, because you know we're their friends, etc. It's always gonna be like, yo, this is it, this is it, this is fire, drop this shit. But the fact that we had this other like this other like outer layer of people, like say like the Andes. SQ and like a bunch of other people, you know, sort of feeding off what music we're making and like, I guess, like saying, like, that's not it or, you know, or that's fire. It's sort of, I guess, it sort of uh, made us hone hone our craft a bit more, you know? Yeah. Good series. Compared to right? just like, because like, honestly, gee, like before it was like, we used to make shit. We used to be like, fuck, that's it. That's that's fire. Drop that shit. You know what I mean? But it sort of, it sort of added like a different sort of process to it where it was kind of like, um, just refining stuff and making sure the product that we did put forward was the, you know, there was a reason behind it, you know, yeah. there was purpose. Bro, let's get to us just being like we made it, you know? Let's, let's get into Stony Hunger, bro, because fucking hell. When that shit was fire, gee, like, when that shit came out, it made you realize, shit, these fellas are fucking serious about that shit, yo. And there's yeah. a couple, like, I put it in the chat right now, yo, like, like there's a, like, I, I want to know who's, uh, what everybody's favorite track is. But for you, bro, like uh, from a lyricist standpoint, for your own performance, bro, what do you reckon's the best like verse that you had on that album, Kaz? Which one, Stony Hunger? It's Stony Hunger, bro. Shit. Personally, Kaz, doesn't have to be a banger. I think one of my favorite, like probably, was "Little Did She Know." I felt like um, it, it's, it's 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 hard to explain, eh? Yeah. It's hard for me to articulate, but it's like, um, what do you call the, um, like, you know, say, say you got a song that's like, it's got a bounce to it, sort of like a party element. Like you still want to, you still want to spit bars. You still want to spit a message, but you, you don't want that to like oversaturate the, the song itself, you know, Yeah. where it's like, you go lyrical, smirical when it's like, you know, spiritual, whatever you got to like read the room. So for me, I felt like there was a good balance in that and me, like sort of just like, you know, still spitting facts. Um, spitting the experience, painting the story, but still catering to the um, the landscape of that instrumental. You know, it was like a fun, happy vibe. 
And I feel like, you know, that one, the love of that one to a T. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, um, did, did anybody approach you guys and you're like, yo, this is going to be our first fucking, um, so what, like a single and shit like that? Or was it not like that with you fellas? Um, no, nah, it was pretty much up to us, say, like, um, and mind you, like, you know, that whole formula, like that radio single formula, mm. that was sort of out of date, you know, coming to that spot where it was kind of like, you leave with like a girl song, you know, that kind of vibe. It was like, that wasn't really our, um, our approach to it. And I feel like um, Andy and that understood that too, you know? So that's why our first drop out of the album was um, Alfred and Church. Because really, you know, what we'll bring, we're trying to think of our, like, our point of difference, what we're bringing to the table is like, we're a group. That's the first thing. Then it's like, you know, with a we're a group from um Onehonga. Then it's the energy, it's the you know, the charisma, the confidence, the Hawaiian shirts. And then, you know, it's like the album is built upon our stories and our experiences growing up in that area. It was like, why not sort of, you know, do Alfred and Church, which is pretty much a summary, you know, of our existence there. And so we're all on on board for that. Like, you know, I guess people usually would think, oh no, you gotta do something like a um like a radio record, but we're just like, we just wanted to go forward with that song. And yeah, the rest yeah. is history. Bro, right now on the chat, bro, we've had uh, uh, 16 people vote, bro. And it's four, it's everything, bro. Like it's, it's, it's pretty even on everything. Oh, player of the day got that one. Over there. But um, yeah, bro, like um, I think beginning to end, it's like a story, right? Was that kind of like when you guys went into making that album, you're like, yo, we want to make it a story or did it just end yeah. up like that? No, no, um, I guess, like, that's how, that's the kind of music we make, too, you know? It's, like, speaking on our experiences, social commentary. And so, um, yeah, we just, we really wanted to, like, encompass our, our experience in growing up in Onehonga and, like, what we got up to and what we did. And, um, you know, we're big fans of hip-hop. And I guess, like, you know, we're looking, you know, we looked back at all the OG albums that we liked and we looked at the elements in those albums, what made those albums great um like the skits and stuff like that and so i feel like you know that's all we did it was kind of like we studied we looked at what made all those albums great and we just kind of combined that and put it into the music yeah. and i think that's why we kind of structured it kind of like it was a movie you know with the skits here and there um uncle yeah. uncle roadworks in the chat said it felt like the only hunger version of uh good good kid man city which fucking i never thought about that but i fucking agree bro it was the shit yeah um yeah i just think it was it was important to do like you know um you know storytelling mm. storytelling but then you know not doing it to where it's just like not um creating music that's only built for the headphones you know we wanted to build it for a space where people could be at a party and listen to that stuff or you know festival you know yeah um any sort of environment so i guess that's why we sort of made it diverse in terms of the sound but the content was still, you know, it was all story mode, like talking about our, um, you know, upbringing and shit we got up to. Yeah, it was, um, it's interesting that you said that, like, uh, because, yeah, like um, around, um, you know, the formula and you guys just went, nah, fuck that. But there's still execs out there, <coughs> excuse me, there's still execs out there that are like, nah, 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 we still got to do the formula, you know? And it was cool that you found people that were like, nah, actually, fuck the formula. This is what, yeah. hey, these fellas want to do this. This is their fucking art. Let's let them fucking do whatever they want. Well, I think, you know, the thing you got to realize is, is like, bro, all the blueprints are out there. All the formulas are out there. 
you got you just got to look at every successful musician and look at their formula, what they did, you know, to get there. But the thing is, if you apply that to yourself, it won't work. Yeah. It's not going to work like that. So I guess all you can do really is just like, you know, it's like research, looking at what each success, successful person did, um, you know, what, what they did that, um, like the mistakes they made, you know, to not make those mistakes, but kind of like the good, the good parts of everything. And then kind of just put your own spin on the day. Like, I feel like, you know, that's important. And um, it's just important to be like, put all your effort into the music. Yeah. But shit, if the music isn't good, isn't genuine, then, you know, it's only going to go so far. There's going to be limitations. Speaking but of like, like, oh, sorry, brother. Speaking of like uh, blueprints and taking good things out of, you know, things. How, who influenced your flow and your style of rapping? Like, uh, I, I feel, I feel there's a little puck in there, G. Like I can, I can sense a little bit in there, and uh, but but bro, correct me if I'm wrong. I might be fucking all shit. But who would you like say you kind of took little bits of? I don't know, eh? Like, <clears throat> not really flow wise, but definitely Tupac. Eh? Like, Pac was someone that I listened to. Like that was that's my favorite rapper, hands down, over everybody. And I felt like um, like the impact that he made, you know, to the world, and I guess. For music listeners and consumers, like that's something that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to create music that the effect that his music had on me growing up. I wanted to kind of do the same for you know people out there, and I think that's why it's um you know it's important um touching on like you know real experiences, you know good and bad, and um you know like issues, important issues like you know mental health, you know racism and stuff like that, and because you know um. You know, people identify with like you know issues and they can they can uh, relate to them and i feel like it's important because sometimes people keep all these emotions and stuff built built up or guarded but like you know to see that someone else is speaking more you know openly about it um i guess they'll you know will still a bit of confidence to think that oh yeah there's other people out there that feel the same way i do Hard. and um you know make them i guess make them uh, normalize it i guess yeah. those kind of conversations there yeah 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 we'll get to that later because I got a, I got a, you know, I, I, I really felt like, yeah, I could, I could think. But in terms of like flow, bro, is that all you, G? Or you just like, yo, this just came out like that, or? Oh, to be honest, I don't know. Wait, someone's flow that I always, um, that I was always a fan of was BG Knockout. If oh. you know who BG Knockout is, you're the man. But um, fuck, I don't, don't know who that is, G. Fuck. YouTube BG Knockout. Okay, that's that's my favorite flow of all time. Oh, okay. My favorite Damn. cadence. I gotta get my homework done, G. Fucking hell. Um, bro, on that on that album, bro, there's Ric Flair, G. Okay, and I don't know if you know this, bro, but my big thing, bro, I love Ric Flair, G. And I'm gonna say this: if anybody's in the chat, fucking fill that shit up with words, G. Okay, <laughs> Ric Flair is my G. Okay, I fucking there you go, bro. If you have a look at that chat, it's gonna get wild soon. But like, um, <clears throat> bro, who came up with the idea to do that song, my bro? Oh, well, that was me. It was me and Smoke, um. Me and Smoke were jamming one time. Um, fuck. I forgot what the inspiration was behind the day. Honestly, it was something. Um, <coughs> I think it started, I think it started, um, we're thinking of like famous people and like making a song. Like, I think we were thinking of like doing like a, doing a Lomu one or something. Like, we're thinking of like how to use his name in a hook. And then somehow went to the wrestling and just thought of, um, Ric Flair, because you know his woo, yep. like the ad lib and um, I just I think I wrote that hook pretty fast day, but um, I was looking at Wikipedia and looking at his nickname um, 
Like, how does the end of the hook go? Um, it goes, uh, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, flying. son yeah. of a gun, kid stealing. Yeah. Yeah. He goes Whatever. Out. I can't even remember the lyrics, to be honest, for that part. But yeah, that's his actual, like, one of his nicknames. So I was like, fuck, that's a, that's a bar right there. Like, just incorporate that into the hook. And then INF came through and did all the ad-libs. And the rest is history, but um, that's like that's one of my favorite songs to perform to this day. Eh? Yeah, still like cool. I mean, yeah, I still like performing that song. Bro, like speaking of Ric Flair, G, like did you did, did did people ever hit you up? Hit you guys up? No. Fuck. We right. used to get hit up by heaps of people saying, "The amigos, the amigos, jacked your shit. You guys made the first Ric Flair song." <clears throat> but like people have done Ric Flair stuff way before us. But I think it was just the timing because when we dropped that. You know, it was like months later, uh, the Migos dropped their one. And then, um, yeah, people were just making that comparison. Ric Flair's a notorious, G, for fucking suing people, eh? <laughs> Bro, for real, G. He, he's notorious. He goes around. That's why I asked you. I was like, fuck. Bro, he shit. just comes out of the blues like, nah, fuck, that's my shit. He reckons like, yo, that's all he's like. Yeah, he hits up everyone about that shit. I think he's on his hey. last legs and he's just like trying to get some... Fucking secure the bag before he dies. Yeah, we're probably fucking too... We're too minor, G. It's not on his radar. That's true. But Buzzy. Buzzy that, though. Speaking of wrestling, cuzzy. Goldberg or Stone Cold, bro? In their prime, cuz. One match. Who's winning that shit? Stone Cold. Yeah, <clears> fucking Stone Cold. Like, I, I was a fan of both. Like, I, I'm a fan of both, but nah, just Stone Cold, G. Were you a WCW guy or WWF guy? WWF. Yeah. Did you watch both, though? I watched both, G. Like, I watched both. But I just like WWF better. Yo, hard. Fuck, there was attitude. some crazy attitude fucking era attitude era. Like, shit. Even all the promos and shit. That's why, like, we did all those promos, like, for Stony Hunger, like, with Boomer and that acting out, you know, their wrestling characters and shit. Because, yeah. bro, their promos were fucking on back then, you know? Who would be um, Boomer's uh, spirit wrestler, G, if you could say, yo, that's that's him? Fuck, 100%, he's gold dust, G. <laughs> 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 Boom dust up 100% bro that there's gold dust bro like you know just like just the, the finesse the finesse that gold dust brings to the ring that's what Boomer brings to um you know to the stage when he, when, he, when he rocks up to the stage bro that's gold dust the right. salmon gold dust dude, straight you up. gotta think about it AJ like gold dust had to kind of put this whole feminine kind of thing on and bro he killed that shit he's the man bro and bro, he's the man G he's the man <sighs> And bro, never won, never won the WWF championship ever. It's fucking discrimination, disgusting. G. Hard discrimination. If the LGBTQ movement was big back then, they would have rallied for that shit. That's discrimination right there. Hardcore. And then, um, but yeah, bro, like there was some crazy, bro. Remember old Goldust and Booker T, bro? They were Yo. the best, G. Straight up. Anyway, the, you put I felt, I felt like wrestling back then. They normalized heaps of stuff. Eh? Like I felt like that was like you know. It gets somewhat not really ex- um, accepted on like mainstream, you know, um, television and that. They, I feel like they broke a lot of grounds, eh? But Vince is a dirty cunt, though, eh? Let's be honest. Well, <clears throat> I would not like to to spend the day in that guy's shoot, like in that guy's mind, bro. Fuck, bro. <laughs> that guy's have mind, you, bro. Have you seen the Undertaker documentary, bro? Nah. But I heard it's good, eh? But I heard it's, it's good, like bro. solid, like up there with um, MJ's one. It's good. It's good. But like, this is one time, bro, and uh, Vince comes out of the shower, G. 
fuck. I was, <laughs> he was like, oh, Vincent's just going to shower. He'll come out. And he comes out, bro, in the shirt, G, and it's like too small for the cat. And he's just like strutting around like, oh, I'm a bit swollen at the moment. And I was like, fuck, he's like that in real life, bro. He's bro, fucking I, out of it, dude. He's a stud, dude, though, bro. Like old ass, but just fucking. So like, bro, you, you already know he's on, he's on the gear. Heavy. Hard. But he's still the man, though, like. <clears throat> Like I always, I seen um on IG Rikishi. There was that one where um The Rock made him like, you know, I think it was like telling him to kiss um Rikishi's yeah. ass, and um, you know, it was like his acting was crack up, and, but then The Rock ends up just grabbing him and forcing him in while like Rikishi's like fucking twerking, bro. That shit was mad funny. Puts his, that's how you get herpes on your lips, G. Fuck the KFC. Are you sound like you're speaking from experience? Bro, let's not go. This is my podcast, G. I just want to let you know. <laughs> I tell the stories. <laughs> Bro, have you ever claimed to be related to The Rock? Be honest. Nah, Jack. Fuck Because you have to be Samoan to be able to do that. <clears throat> but no, you know, you just Stay go away, yeah, like, on my on my uncle's brother's side. You know, he's or, or see, like, you know, honestly, people were either related to The Rock or Sonny Bill Williams, G. And was Sonny Bill Williams, my cousin I heard growing up. Damn, G. Right now it's Stephen Adams, G. For real? Yeah, I heard yeah, a lot of lot of lot of uh, young Tongan athletes are like, yo, that's my guy, that's my uncle. Shit. Yo. And then uh but nah bro, that's uh it. fucking everybody, bro. I, I think I've said I was related to the rock at once one point in my life. For real? Hard. You know, why not? Fuck. Nah, to yeah. be honest, yeah, because I could never do the rock's eyebrow. Oh what? Bro, you gotta Jeez. train this. That was the that was Honestly, the ladies. That was the well, ladies. Like I was the only person who couldn't do that. So I su- I, I substituted the Rock's eyebrow for Jonah Lomu's eyebrow, G, and did like did the thickest like one, <laughs> where, I, where I couldn't do another one because it was so thick, G. Fuck, I almost didn't want to go school. Eh? Oh fuck, bro. There was um there was some good there was some fucking good wrestling in those days, eh? Like bro, WCW had all those uh, cruiserweights. Yo, that was the jam, bro. Bro, who's your favorite cruiserweight from WCW of all time? I can't even think of who was cruiserweights back bro, then. Bro, it's eh? like uh, Juventud Guerrero, bro. Remember that kid? Eddie yeah. Guerrero. Uh, yeah. Even uh, Billy Kidman was the man. Eddie, uh, Eddie's up there just because it's mullet, G. Mullet alone, G. Straight up, though. The, 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 the WCW Eddie Guerrero's mullet? Yeah. Yeah. Who else had one? The, the Nasty Boys had a couple of mullies? Yeah. Fuck, that was like, bro, those days, eh, like, <clears throat> that was when you didn't want to, like, believe all that talk that wrestling wasn't real, eh? Ah. You were just like, nah, gee, this shit is real. And then there would be those odd episodes where people would, like, have that blood coming out, and you're like, fuck, I told you. That's real, gee, he's bleeding. <laughs> I told you, gee. <laughs> See, I told you, you fucking hell. Yeah, there was some, there was some really fucking weird... Uh, storylines, eh, on WCW, some real. After kind of like, bro, Sting was the man too, G, straight up. Bro, Sting was bad. Sting was bad. Especially his entrance, like, coming down from the fucking ceiling, like, oh. gee, that's some, that's goals, like, you know, when we, when we do, like, our tour shows and that, like, that'd be dope to do, like, just fucking come down from the ceiling, G. Gotta be careful, though, G. You know what happened in the Owen Hart, G. Bro, that, like, that period, like that's what made me think. Fuck, this is real. Cause that that man died. Like you know, that man actually died, G. Yeah. And I remember like that period. Like I think one episode 
one episode, it was like all the wrestlers just like fucking having heart to hearts about how their relationship with him, how good yeah. of a man he was outside the sport, and they were all in tears, G. And I was kind of like, it was mad confusing, you know? Like, shit. Just didn't know, eh? You didn't know if it was real yeah, or not? Yeah, you just didn't know if it was real or not for a bit, but, you know, because this, like, wasn't like, you know, fucking Twitter and shit was those days so it's kind of like you didn't actually know like the only information you got fed from is what they showed you you know pretty much yeah and uh and, and then and then chris Benoit shit went down and you're like hey the fuck and then eddie guerrero or oh, eddie guerrero died first and then right his one name that one oh right that one was i was at the gate where the chris Benoit stuff was it was crazy though right was, that- did they say that was that cte Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. You seen the documentary on this shit? Bro, you got to look at that shit. Gee, that shit was crazy. There's a documentary on it. Yeah, bro. Uh, the Dark Side of Wrestling, they call it. Bro, I'll send oh, you a link. Bro, it was next level, bro. Like, they go they go in depth, bro. Because they cut his brain up, hey. So what? Was it actually CTE? Yeah, bro. Fucking big time. The shit. dude was fucked up. Like, yeah. And then, like, uh, even, like, they had, like, text messages that he was sending all his mates the night before. Yeah, wow. it was. It wasn't. It was like, yo, make sure that the it was. It was like some whack shit. Like, make sure the rubbish is out and close the door behind you. And these dudes were like, hey, what the fuck? And then uh, uh, that was the last thing they sent. He sent them to like fucking like uh, Chava Guerrero, all those cats. And they're like, what the fuck? And then yeah, next day he didn't show up to work, and that's what happened. Damn, bro, that's that's scary. Eh? Crazy, bro. That's mad scary for like. Even like all the um, NFL. Bro, imagine the MMA guys. Fuck. All the amount of damage, eh? Hard, bro. Hard. Uh, yeah, bro. But nah, fucking. Bro, who's the greatest tag team, bro, in your eyes? Um, bro. The Usos. <laughs> nah. I'm just saying that because they're Samoan. <laughs> I know. There's some Tongan ones out there, bro. Shit. This old King Hakuji. Fuck. Bro, shouts, oh mate. Shout outs. APA. What was those brothers? The brothers, um. What, the Bushwhackers? Nah, fuck. Eh. Um. Fuck, what was the name? I want to say Eddie. Eddie and. Nah. Charlie, no? No, 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 no. Not Eddie. Um. Bro, they had long hair and, like, we still wear, like, real colorful shit. Well, like, Shawn Michaels in there. Nah, 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 nah. Fuck, I forgot their name, eh? What was it like Attitude Era? Yeah, yeah, Attitude Era. That's oh, Hardy Boys, nah. Hi, Hardy Boys, I think Hardy it was. Boys. Yeah. Yo, they were fucking off the hook, yo. No shit. Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys, bro. My one was older, fucking, bro. The probably the Heart Foundation back in the day, Bret yeah. Hart and uh, Nightheart. But um, there's some there's some fucking good ones, bro. I used to like the Flock, bro. Remember those kids? The who? The Flock. There was uh, Raven and his boys, and they used to sit. Remember they fucked up Goldberg that one time, cuz. Fucked him oh, up I with the remember, fucking eh? stop sign, bro. Just like, boom! And then that was it. Dudley oh, boys, bro. That's oh, my Dudley, yeah, yeah. Smokey. Dudley brothers. Fucking yeah, boy. But they were crack up, eh? Their outfits, like their get-ups and that. And they used to put f- people through the tables. Fuck, that's right. Yo, fuck. That was, bro, that's going back, G. What was, um, what was that dude, um... Dark chocolate or sexual chocolate? Oh, bro, that was Mark Henry. Was it Mark Henry? Yeah, oh, gee, fuck. Wow, that thing was was You know, else is off the chain, brother. Or Val Venus, cuz. Bro, Val Venus, straight fucking. 
Right, he used to fucking slang dick hard on on fucking on the in in the cameras. Dude, slanging mad dick to everybody. Bro, that you know Tamagotchi. Bro, that's Tamagotchi's favorite. Oh, fuck. that you know that Valvinus pose, bro. <laughs> that's his go-to pose, bro. That that uh fucking hello, ladies. <laughs> oh fuck. Bro, he was the man, G. Like honestly, Valvinus was the man, G. Bro, his uh finishing move was called the money shot, G. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fitting. That's fitting. It is. Bro, it is. The money shot. Bro. Fuck, bro. There were so many good runs back there, back in the. Bro, uh, is, um, is Triple H still? Um, he's like uh, in charge of shit now, eh? I think. Fuck that dude, man. Fuck. I find out that these dudes still like fuck like Undertaker just retired, but how long these guys have been actually wrestling for? Eh? Like, man. Well, I mean, like, look at Ric Flair, bro. He was wrestling when he was like. 57, 58? Bruh, that's, that's like, that's got to be out of love, eh? Hard. Like, to do, like, I know money would be good, but, like, doing it for that long, like, fuck. These, I'm sure these dudes can retire, bro, like, oh. they got enough money to retire on, eh? Easily, you know? Bro, they, a lot of them do these fucking cameo things, eh? Like, they'll be like, they'll like, oh, yo, if you give me 700 bucks, I'll, I'll film a 30-minute, like, clip saying happy birthday and shit. Bro, yeah. they make bank on that shit. That's crazy, that, like that's goals, G, right there. Because um, Stone Cold, Stone Cold got injured. Eight. Was it his back? Yes, his back. I think. Why like he like, you know, through the talent. He went out early though, compared to like the Undertaker, very hard. And and Triple H, he, he was he was fucking up there, you know. I feel like it was good when he went out. It was kind of like it kept that like um that mystique of like yeah, he might come back one see. Yeah, yeah, and just like like to the point where he didn't kind of play himself out a little bit, you know. Yeah, like Shawn like, Michaels. When Shawn Michaels left after Tyson knocked him out that one time, yeah. oh, it, was yo, like, yo. it was like, Oh, yo, fuck, maybe he's retired. And then he came back like a Christian dude. And I was like, Oh, fuck, I can't fuck yeah, with like, that. G. They don't want to see that, eh? Nah, I couldn't fuck with that. I was just like, Nah, but actual, I can't fuck with that, eh? Like, you were, you were out fucking, yo, slanging dick around here for fucking hell long with DX. Bro, you a DX fan or you NWO, bro? Wolfpack. Oh. Uh. Fuck, I like both, to be honest, eh? Like, there's a prayer that doesn't like Wolfpack, though. Was, Were you? Um, Black DX. and white? Yeah. Yeah, fuck, I was too. I liked, um, I liked Scott Hall, eh? Yo. Fuck, I like Scott Hall. But then he did that whole drunk thing, and I was like, oh, is this real or not? That's another thing, bro. I didn't know that was fucking real. And it was real. He what? was getting fucking toe up, doing lines in the back, and then coming out of wrestling. But I'm sure, like, most of them were, like, back then. Like... Bro, Ultimate Warrior was doing fucking lines, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Every of fucking whatever. Fucking that sugar, that guy, everything. Bro, that guy had to be on the cinnies, bro. That guy had to be on the cinnies, <laughs> Bro, he was so fucking on it, eh? All the time, G. Fuck. Nah, this, like, honestly, bro, that, that would have been the wild, wild west back then. Like, these guys would have been on anything, everything. Fuck. Like, straight up. Oh, bro. Anyway, bro, let's get back into the music, my G. Uh, there's a couple... couple I, w- I want to talk about No Emotions in the Wild, bro, for a second, bro. Like, some of the most fucking realist f- fucking toxic masculinity bullshit fuck that shit in your verse that I ever heard, G. What, what, <laughs> what made you want to fucking talk on... speak on that stuff, bro? Um... I think it's just like, <clears throat> like, bro, it's such a prevalent issue, eh? Especially for our, 
Pacifica and uh, Maori communities, like, especially for the youth, bro, like the highest, you know, suicide rates in the developed world. And um, I just, I don't know, like I hadn't really heard anyone really speak on it in um, recent times, like, you know, fully speaking on it. I just felt like, man, this is such a, like, a important issue to speak on, eh? And I guess I had my own thoughts about it and just my own experiences growing up. And I just felt like it was something that I wanted to touch on that I had never really um, rapped about before. And so it was just kind of like, yeah, it would be dope to do something, um, I guess, to be, you know, vulnerable, real vulnerable in our music. Because a lot of um, Swedish music is, like, you know, underpinned by, like, confidence and, um, you know, uh, it's quite, you know, braggadocious and a lot of bravado. So I felt like it would be awesome to kind of, like, peel back all those layers and just kind of come with something so raw and honest and sort of, you know, put you in a place very vulnerable but speak on something, you know, very important. Especially for our communities, eh? Yeah, it was very like it was, but it was very raw. It was very to the point. There was no fucking sugarcoating shit. And I think, like, I think at that time, bro, like, people really needed to hear that shit because at that time, that's when the suicide rates were going crazy, and nobody, everybody acted like they didn't know why. And that's why I think it was really important. Like listening to that shit, I was like actually man like fuck that was some deep shit bro like really deep and fucking it cut bro because bro, i've had fucking suicide uh and in, in my family and my and my boys in school you know yeah and it hits everyone bro because it's, it's not it's not a common conversation bro in our communities and our circles and that and i feel like me like bro, i kind of I, I don't know but I felt like, man, there could have been a period that I felt depressed, but I just didn't know what it was. Hey, and maybe yeah. I just thought I was down. But and knowing that, you know, um, <clears throat> you're, you're brought up with this culture of being like, harden up, you know, like harden up, um, be a man, stop being a pussy. And so I guess, you know, that's so ingrained in us. It's like, maybe when I did feel those kind of feelings, you know, I kind of, um, you know, that was in my mind and I was just kind of like, nah, you're just, you're just being a pussy, get over it. Mm. And I kind of felt like, you know, um, maybe the lucky for me, maybe I had like more of a support system around me. Maybe I had like more, you know, more um, protective factors than a lot of people have to where it didn't push me over the edge. But I feel like, you know, you know, a lot of people aren't as, um, I guess, fortunate for having like support or different things in play that help them, you know, um, stay clear from you know, doing that. Yeah, bro. So I guess, you know, it was important, I guess, for me to speak on it, just seeing you know, looking at the rates and looking at people affected and even just looking at like, you know, 2020, um, toxic masculinity is still massive, like it's still a huge thing, eh, you know? Hard. Telling people to harden up and um, it's just whack, you know, it's, it's super whack and um, I guess being male, you know, have that having that privilege of being a male, um, being a Pacifica male, having um, somewhat of a platform and I guess speaking out on it like you know calling it out saying it's whack is important um i guess in like you know modeling you know um pro-social behaviors for the next generation to be like see like oh shit you know we listen to those dudes um they were confidently speaking about it as if it was whack um you know i'm not gonna continue that behavior on with the next gen or you know those around me yeah because it's very, so, like uh, yeah, the it, cycle. Is a, it is a very uncomfortable conversation but it needs to happen and i think uh you i, th I think like 
I think at the start of your kind of, I want to say career, but you know, like when you started rapping, bro, and like uh, at your age and, and things like that, you would have gone, nah, 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 I don't want to fucking rap about this shit. But now, bro, that you have a platform, it's fucking inspiring, bro, that you're like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking, we're just going to rattle off and, and talk about it, and I'm going to open this can of sardines up, and we're going to have a chat about this shit, you know, it's fucking great, brother. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like, <clears throat> I would never want to put the onus on other people to be like, yo, fuck, you better use your platform for good, yada, yada, like, everyone can do whatever they want with their platform. And it's not to say that, you know, we're always positive with our music and, you know, whatnot, but I guess um, for me personally, and I know the boys were on the same page as me, it's like, you know, um, that shit was, it was mad important, eh? Like, it's mad important to us to speak on these um, subjects. And it's not like we're searching for these subjects to talk about. It just comes to us. It's natural. Yeah. We're in the session. Um, I think when I wrote um, No Emotions in the Wild, I was like, I had that idea. Um, the whole king of the jungle idea, right? Yeah. And just sort of framing it around that. And I was like, this can't be like a regular song. It's got to be sort of structured differently, almost like an interlude. And um, I think I was just writing, eh? I was just writing and all that shit was just coming out that I was pinning. And um, fuck, it just came out per um, perfectly, eh? Just because, you know, I think about especially times growing up when, you know, I guess I felt my most vulnerable <clears throat> and the male figures that I looked up to in my life, you know, and those like uh, moments of weakness, you know, they said to me, like, harden up, like, be a man, you know. Um, there's a lot of that kind of conversation. So I felt like that really impacted me mm. and thinking, yo, that's how I need to be. I need to be like, you know, I didn't have emotions. Um, I'm not affected, you know, harden up kind of mentality. And I guess, um, you know, you, you fall victim to it where you start saying it to other people, you know. Yeah. Other people who are reaching out to you and like, you know, maybe showcasing some like, you know, vulnerability or like they're dealing with something, you're just like, bro, hard enough, man. Hard enough. I'm guilty yeah. of that, bro. I do that yeah. to my my kids, bro. Hard enough, Paddy. What do you, you have to you play you play it off as like a as like humor, eh? Yeah. It was like, bro, here's a cup of concrete, hard enough. Huh. But yeah. I feel like <clears throat> as like it might it might seem minimal, way. Eh? It might it oh. might not seem like it affects anyone. At that point in time, but I reckon it's, it's the wrong message to send out, eh? Mm. And um, yeah, yeah I just bro. reckon that's that whole patriarchy shit, you know. Hard, bro, and it's the Kiwi fucking, you know, the Bushman kind of fucking shit, you know. When people brought them over, and they were like, "Hey, you know, nah, all good, fucking yo, we we'll cut down a couple of trees and fucking share some sheep, and all good." And it's that societal fucking thing, you know, where it's all good. But I got a dude called um, Uscott Gamer in the chat. He <coughs> said, I opened up to one of the boys recently and guess he don't look at me the same now. And I was like, bro, good on you, cuz. It's those people Yo. that we need more of, eh? Yeah, well, I guess, like, you know, you got to look at it like those people that are around you. And if you can't have those, you know, those kind of conversations with them, then, like, you know, sometimes maybe that person shouldn't be really be around you, you know? Bad. Bad. To that degree, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is why, um, this is the first, like, when No Emotions came out, and I was like, bro, this is some deep shit, like, this is great, because, you know, like, for me, sort of was, see what I did there, it was all that fucking hard shit, you know, that, 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 that fucking banger shit, and then this came out, and I was like, oh, okay, here we go, this is the, this is my kind of shit, the conscious rapper shit, 
And then, um, and that was, that's why I said, bro, when I said, bro, I, I reckon there's some, some puck like influence yeah. because then Boomer came out and yeah. fuck, bro, that shit hit hard, bro, with me. And mm. we talked about that. Um, bro, what was the process behind writing like, uh, th- those lyrics, bro? For? For Boomer. Um. Everything I had that idea, right? Yeah. I had that idea, like. I wanted to speak about because like it's just like to be honest, bro, it's just like as any writer, um, lyricist would know, is like <clears throat> you're just inspired from what's around you. And I guess I was in the media, you know, seeing a lot of shit happening, like, you know, the whole how the media frames um the public's perception and kind of looking at like talking about um, you know, like what we mentioned before, like talking about like um when they're doing good, they're in all black. Then like as soon as they do something negative, then it's all, all of a sudden they're the Samoan player or this Tongan player, or this Maori player, you know, from the area. And I just kind of felt like, fuck, that's like, that's the, you know, the systems in which we kind of, we will raise the name, like that whole perception of being like, you're only sort of good enough if we say you're good enough. And then if you're not, then you're, you're not good enough. And it's like kind of being like that whole acceptance of being accepted in the society, but it's kind of like, you know, like fuck all that, you know, like we're, we're great in our own right. And I felt like in terms of, I was just starting from there and I was just thinking about my own experiences, you know, like growing up, um, shit that's going on, shit in the past, like the dawn raids, all that period. And I just felt like, um, I don't know, I hadn't really like seen anyone really kind of speak on the experience of like, you know, uh, a Pasavika person and like growing up in New Zealand or, you know, living in New Zealand. And I felt like, I don't know, it was just like, a that's something important to talk on, eh? And then, it was very, oh. very, very important, cuz. The writing process for that was just, like, I find the writing, writing process for those kind of songs so easy because it's just like, fuck, the song just writes itself, you know? Mm. I'm just like the, the vehicle, but yeah. it's just writing itself. And, um, yeah, it's hard to, I don't know, it's hard to explain eh, like how it really came about. It just, just influenced by past and present, future, and just felt, you know, it needed to be addressed. Yeah, I'm. I'm a really. F- I'm a massive fan of like that kind of shit. Like you know your commons and your uh, even Kendrick's to a certain degree. You know, like that. Uh, there's meaning behind stuff, and it's not just like fuck bitches get money. You know, yeah. and um, to me, before um, that, you know, rap was about yo. I, I don't. I can't really think of like another. I can't think of another song that came out, bro, that was that, that impactful in real life shit. Like, you yeah, know, mm. like, like, you know, like, you know, you, you get your, and no disrespect to Day Hummel. I got mad love for Day Hummel. But Day Hummel was like, yo, he saw, oh shit, Ja Rule and all those dudes talk about fucking fat booty bitches and fucking mags on the rims and, and spinners and shit. And then that kind of led on to a lot of people going, yo, okay, fuck, maybe that's the, maybe that's where I need to go, right? And then yeah. then you, I, I can only say it's you and fucking Tom Scott that are ready to just go, you know, oh, David Dallas to a certain degree as well. And there's probably some other like underground dudes that are like, yo, fucking A, but like, bruv, like it was like, holy shit. Like, uh, and uh, bro, I've got mad respect for that. And that's why, like I reckon for New Zealand hip hop, for me, that's like on the same level as like a like 
like mindfulness of like a, like a changes and, and you know like those kind of real hard like this is what yep. we need to fucking do and well, I needed to that's why I, this is really why I want to get you on to just tell you brother fucking too much cuz nah appreciate that my G Cheer, brother. But, but to be honest bro there's been like heaps of people before I even started rapping started painting shit and there's still a lot of people in the scene you know the diggies um, you know, Manu, Razor, Beza, Mellow. Fuck, there's, there's, there's a whole scene, bro. There's a whole scene of people spitting real facts, the truth. And, um, you know, um, I guess, you know, we're just, we're just fortunate, I guess, that we had a platform at the time of releasing stuff like that. But, nah, bro, we're not the only ones. Like, if you search deep into, like, the, you know, the NZ hip-hop scene, the current scene, bro, there's a lot of talent. Um, and, like, honestly, it's a, it's a great time to be part of the scene, eh, to be honest. Hard. Bro, I only do this like uh, so on my my full time job, bro. I'm a teacher, and uh, for intermediate, bro. And uh, bro, I I was like, you know, we we learned about the dawn raids, we learned about everything, and then uh, I was like, you know, oh, fuck it, bro. Like these, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna show them what you did, and so uh, we went through there, bro. And I was like, listen, like listen to the lyrics. I gave them each some lyrics, and I said, we got to go through this, man. This is what's yeah. happening, and bro, they were. They were like fans after that, bro. And I was like, good. Like, you know, and these are, you know, intermediate kids. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, so, bro, like, uh, I know I'll probably get in trouble if I got snapped. Like, like I know <laughs> if the parents come at me, I might lose my fucking job. But um, but it's, it was worth it, you know, because they need to hear this kind of stuff. Because they're out here doing all these TikTok dances and all this fucking N-word this, N-word that. But at the end of the day, like, you got to look in your own backyard. And, and, and it was really cool, bro. It's... It's a fucking lovely track, cuz. Yo, I appreciate that. But I also think, like, just talking about music and shit like that, like, fuck, there's a place for all music, eh? Like, I ain't trying to fucking listen to Boonga when I'm getting lit with the homies. Like, you know uh, what I mean? Like, I ain't trying to listen to that shit. Like, <clears throat> that's why I think there's a space for everything. You know, music is subjective, um, especially to the listener and what, you know, what they want out of music or what they want to consume, eh? So it'll always be a... A subjective um topic but um yeah. yeah i guess for us personally just speaking for muscles you know it was important for us to um put that message out there did you, you know, get any did you get any fucking side eyes bro stink eyes from some fucking palangis that they like have you have you come across any of that shit with that track um bro you see that shit all day if you go on like the fucking the, the herald comment section or like stuff comment section like that shit's fucking all day but you know it's just noise to us it doesn't affect us at all g like you know um the positives always outweigh the negatives for us and um you know the amount of um the amount of messages we received like from you know all types of people you know um it's even like a lot of teachers um hit us up during that period we dropped them we're just saying thank you so much like a lot of pi teachers too saying that it's such an important um subject and you know, we're so proud that you guys spoke up, you know, with such confidence with the platform that you have. And so well, that was cool to us. Like, you know, like what you're saying, like people from them um, showing to their classes about it. And I guess they kind of weaved it in with like teaching the kids about the Dawn Raid, you know, period. Because yeah. like, to be honest, like when I was in school, fuck, we didn't talk about no um, like current mm -hmm. affairs in terms of like history and what happened here, you know, in terms of colonization and with the Maori and like Treaty of Waitangi. We did a, we barely touched on that. Like I felt like we spoke up, we learned more about foreign issues during that period. 
than um, stuff that's relative to us and where we come from, or where, you know, where we live. Mm. So I feel like it's pretty dope that for these teachers to be like, well, you know, showing our kids the stuff. And I'm not too sure what they teach on the curriculum these days, but it's got nothing to do. Like, with they're not talking about the injustices that Maori have, you know, historically dealt with here in Aotearoa. Then yeah. there's nothing, that's, bro. Nothing wrong with that, eh? There's, there's nothing wrong in the nothing in the curriculum, guys. Like nothing at all. Like the, why that's so crazy, G? Like I know why. Why is there not nothing? Yeah. Well, we, we know why, but you know, I'm just saying, like, yeah, we all know why, but it's like a question, like, why? You know, bro, bro, doesn't I'm, make any sense. Me, bro, every day I'm just like middle fingers to that, G. I'm like, nah, we learned about the mole movement. We learned about all that stuff because, bro, I, I went to, uni- I didn't learn about properly about the Thorn Raids and the mole movement until, fuck, I went to university, bro. And, and that was like not straight out of high school. That was way after. And I was like, wh- I was angry, bro. I was like, what the fuck is it taking me this long? And, um, and now that I know about it, I'm like, yo, I'm teaching my kids this stuff every year like uh, you know because it's crazy <clears throat> you don't you know learn it yeah it's it's crazy how people perceive it eh? like you know even me like like i was saying the other day it's like you know <clears throat> when you're just speaking you're trying to get your point across normally that shit's just swept under the rug and so you know people have to be vocal about the injustices that are going on here I mean, they almost have to scream at the top of their lungs to be heard yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, fuck, they're aggressive, you know, yeah. how are you aggressive? You know, it's like, how the fuck are these people supposed to get their point across? It's like, it's been this many years and like, there's still no change, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's fucking crazy, bro. Frustrating like, you know, more than anything. It's so crazy that, you know, we live in a place, you know, and the indigenous people are treated the way they are. And it's like, bro, like. Like, the fact that, like, I think that's what's so dope about, like, you know, I guess worldwide, collectively, how people are standing up, you know, for Black Lives Matter. Mm. Like, it's crazy that they have to even say Black Lives Matter. But um, it's just, like, the ripple effect, eh? Like, you know, the hard work that, you know, um, everyone's doing and protesting and all that kind of stuff over there. Um, like, it's impacting here now. Like, you're seeing all these um, statues, like, you know, from different areas um, be taken down. I seen um I seen people talking about like renaming Hamilton or like Hamilton after its you know yeah actual name and stuff and I think fuck that's like that's positive change you know mm. like I know it's a small thing on the you know the grand scheme of stuff but fuck that's like you know it's a good place to start I guess hard and at least yeah exactly at least we're getting somewhere you know um but now nah, bro like that's why I just had to give you mad props on that brother because fuck bro it was about time somebody kind of with a with a with a with a platform that kind of you know felt it was needed and bro that clip of that video is fucking bonkers g like it's crazy bro, bro that's that's all shasta anahira anahira parato bro like <clears throat> well we we had an original idea g and it was like well kind of like um fuck have you seen that um that vince staples um Vince Staples' song, and I think Future's in it. But, um, so it's just showing them in the hood, right? In the hood doing, like, you know, their, um, <clears throat> just shows, like, you know, everything that people think go on in the hood. And, um, at the end, the person walks up, and it's almost like a window into the hood. And then, um, on the other side of the window, it's like a white family, and they're just, like, you know, all hanging out. It's like they're at the zoo, looking oh, through no. this window, oh, and they okay. can see the, they can see the hood. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, bro, that's so, like, that's so, like, impactful, eh? like, that message and that imagery. 
So in my mind, I was kind of like, fuck, let's kind of like take, you know, something from that. And um, let's start like the video for close up of, um, you know, someone's face and it's slowly zooming out from their face as they're like, you know, lip syncing the words to Bunga. Mm. And then by the end of the song, when it fully zooms out, you see that they're standing in a lineup at the police station. Yo. And like on their card, they have like South Auckland. Like I just thought, you know, imagery wise, that'd be a dope concept. Like you're wondering, where's this person? And at the end, you see they're in a lineup. But then um, she was like, fuck, you know, saying this, there's way too many layers to this, way too many layers to the song and what it means. And, you know, talking about past, present and future. She was like, you know, we need to do justice. And it needs to be more than that. Like, that's a cool idea, but it's quite limiting. And it's kind of taking a neg negative approach and a negative perspective on, you know, what we already know that, you know, society, I guess, how people frame us or how the media frames, you know, us and our experience in Aotearoa. So she was kind of like, let's do something positive where the foundation of the video is like enriched with like, you know, that family environment. Because we're, we're a collective, you know, mm -hmm. it's all about family and gatherings and stuff and so she wanted to kind of showcase that family loving environment where you know we do what we do and then it's like obstructed by this like by the law you know the police coming in and it's kind of showcasing the fear in the family's eyes and then showing you know what we see at the end when they come to ask for their passports and identification all right that shit was fucking lit like in terms of just like the symbolism of it and also I mean, bro, like the whole thing was just, it came together so well. And yeah, I was, uh, bro, I was on those fucking boards, geez, talking mad smack to any of those fucking, those cats that were going hard out. And um, I know that's not what it was about. But yeah, honestly, was, it's a waste of energy, G. Like, honestly. No, but hey, I'm a petty motherfucker. Okay? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying like, you're the man, shot for that. But I'm saying like, me personally, like, I see that shit and it's just like, fuck, what can we? Harsh. Like, if this person is still thinking, like that's the their still their perspective in twenty twenty. It's like holy fuck. Like Can't do I don't know what right? can save you, G. We just gotta wait for that generation to pass, yo. That's what it is actually, and that sucks, man. Like that's that's I guess that's the crazy thing for me is like just looking at like racism here, racism globally, and like fuck. People still think that way. You know, and it's like who the fuck are these people hanging out with? Or like who you know yo, who the fuck who's in their communities for them to think this is normal or to think that their perspective is justified it's like bro it's crazy you're living under a fucking rock bro if that's how you feel like you know like i don't know it's crazy to me that you know nz is perceived as being like a multicultural you know country yet there's not multicultural views it's like this monocultural view of western a western view and it's like it's fucking dated bro ancient as right it's a kiwiana you know? fucking bullshit you're right oh kiwiana we're fucking this and this and we got fucking pavlovas and shit like that it's like, nah, bro. And the funniest thing is old Spell, G, when he was on a fucking... Spell was the undisputed heavyweight champion of Instagram, my bro, in my eyes. Nah, bro. When he hit He's the fucking man, bro. When he He's hit the, man. the fucking... Uh, he was talking about how people would talk to him about uh, being a New Zealander and, oh, you don't look like a New Zealander. And he goes, oh, yo, there's other guys that live in New Zealanders like Maoris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, he's straight up the fucking... The man, but he does it in a funny way. But it's just yeah. so fucking real, like. Bro, but he has outside. to, you know, he probably has to do it in a funny way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For people to like take it on board, because if he does it on a serious note, mm. and you're fucking labeled, oh, this dude's aggressive, he's angry, he's violent. You yeah, know, that's how crazy it is. Just like how we, yeah, well, yeah, 
Exactly, right? Anytime he ever speaks up, you know, it's just like, wow, he's violent, blah, blah, radical, you know, this and that. But like, bro, we need people like that in our communities, you know, fearless, fearless warriors who, who aren't afraid to speak up, who aren't afraid of like any, um, you know, repercussions, right. whether that be like, you know, like people are like losing employment and stuff like that, you know, over like speaking honestly, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And I mean, bro, when you think about it, like, bro, African-Americans had Malcolm X, bro, and he was just like, yo, any means necessary, cuz, yo, you're going to hit us, we're going to hit you back. And then they had, like, Martin Luther, which was the other way of it. It was like, hell, hold up, peaceful kind of protest stuff. And it's good yeah. to have both, you know, like, and and it's, you know, like, you, you do see the duality between them, but at the same time, the message is the same. We just want to be treated, be, be treated equal, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't fucking put us on this... um on the basement when everybody else starts at the third floor, you know, fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, that's, that's what it is. You that know? is bro. Anyway, bro, let's, let's move on. Cause that, that's, that's the shit, bro. You fucking, you filled my void G on that shit. <laughs> my cuz. So thank you, brother. Hey, uh, question, bro. Is it true that the second album is always the hardest album to make cuz? I reckon. Yeah. I reckon it is. Cause you, you know, you've already set a standard, you know, you've set the standard and then, um, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like it's that pressure. Maybe it, I didn't. I didn't even think that like society is putting that pressure on you. It's the, it's your own pressure that you put on yourself to like deliver something, you know, better. So I feel like from that, from creative perspective, yep, it can be. Bro, that was a dope segue, AG. <laughs> Let's be honest, G. Up there with John Campbell, bro. That's no. me. Bro, you're a natural. I am, bro. I am straight out of Rewa, G. All day. Um. Bro, what's the most frustrating thing you wish you knew or somebody told you like making the first album that you know for the second album, bro? Well, or like, sorry, say that again? So <clears throat> what's that like, uh, like something that you know now that you wish you knew when you made uh, Stony Hunger that you know now, like in terms of, I don't know, production maybe, or just you, bro, as a, as a lyricist, as a, as a rapper, what's something that you wish you knew going into Stony Hunger that you know now? Um, just how to make an album. Yo? Like, bro, it's not as easy as just saying, oh, bro, I'm going to make an album. I'm just going to put, you know, a random collection of songs together. Like, I don't know. For me, that's not how it works. It has to be cohesive. Um, has to be the perfect balance of, like, you know, happy, sad, um, upbeat, um, dark type music. Like, I don't know. Has to, like every song has to have a purpose on the album, mate. And I feel like until you actually make an album, you'll truly understand that. Like I don't know if that, that's how other people feel, but that's how I felt. Like after completing um, Stony Hunger, I felt like shit. I know how to make an album now, you know. And um, I guess there's something going into like doing it. You know, I didn't. I didn't know. I just like I just made songs, singular songs, and then you know put it out. Whereas in doing Stony Hunger was like a real process of like an intro outro plus like at the time when um andy was managing us you know he he kind of had all that like um was like all the research he had like i guess accumulated over his career of like certain areas where you put like this kind of single or you know that kind of song stays at the back and the first part you need this kind of song and i know that's a formula but um it was definitely something to go for us like you know and making um Stimula, like sort of gave us a bit more structure in the creative process where um, you know, I feel like we could get something done, yeah. you know, 
opposed to just making shit and being like, nah, the next shit's going to be better, making something and then you never release anything. Because even, you know, even your fucking, like, COVID fucking quarantine freestyles were like, bro, like, I was, I was holding out every day for those shits, really. When you used to, see, when you drop it, I was like, fuck. Bro, there was one where you're wearing those kamikazes, bruv. Yo. God damn. I haven't seen a pair of those for a long time, bro. <laughs> they came out like a couple of years ago. But, um, bro, Sean Kemp was my G. I was all about that Sean Kemp life. But, um, bro, like, um, bro, like, there's a lot of stuff that you guys drop just randomly, eh? And it's yeah. like, holy fuck. Cause I feel that it's just like, you guys are just like, ho hi. So want to get that shit out. Is that a true thing or nah? Like in terms of you mean like putting content out or just yeah, just like your freestyles, like the um mega ring fucking with iron iron the mega ring thing. I was oh like, no, that, that 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 period because like we couldn't meet up, like we couldn't have no studio sessions. Like to be honest, like that period was supposed to be like rolling out new shit, and um because we didn't have that, we're kind of like fuck. How can we engage with people? Um, still stay busy with music and also be creative ourselves, you know, sort of challenge ourselves. And so we're kind of like, oh, fuck, let's pick a night. Then we'll all release content. Each of us will release content on that particular night. So like on Mondays, I was like, I'll drop my COVID-19 freestyles. Uh, Wednesday, Smoke was like, I'm going to do like um, beats, make beats um, and put them up. And um, INF was kind of like, you know, I want to do freestyles every um, Friday. And so we just kind of kept that kind of schedule, you know? Yeah. That was it. Like, fuck, we just made that shit on the fly. Drop nice. it. Like, a lot of the stuff I made, I, like, recorded on, like, everything that I did personally, I recorded it on my phone. So I had the iPhone, um, you know, earpiece. Oh. Recorded the raps onto a program on my phone. Over a beat, Smoke would give. Then Smoke would try to edit the vocal a little bit to make it sound a bit cleaner. And then I'd use my iPhone and just shoot fucking little budget ass videos on it fuck just for it bro me and me and all my boys bro were like oh shit have you seen the latest one and then we'll watch it and i'll be like yo fuck this this album is gonna be fucking all that g um how far away is this album bro let's be honest <sighs> next next couple months i'm happy with that next couple months yeah Still, still like fine tuning stuff, but we want to get it out there. Eh? Like, uh, we've been holding on to it. Like, last year we planned to release shit, but um, we're still working on it. I think, like, a lot of us in the crew is like perfectionists, say so. That's like, it's tough that way because, you know, um, on your pursuit of perfection, you know, it's, it's, it's never ending. That's You're a- never going to reach perfection. Yeah. And so, I guess for us, you got you to gotta call it sometimes, eh? You know, you got to be like, nah. This is it. This is what we're offering because I feel like I've not. Then fuck, we'll just never release anything. Eh? Who's normally the guy that calls it? G? Is it you, INF? You both. Um, it's usually a collective thing, to be honest. Like everything that we do, it's all collective. Like, um, it's almost like a board meeting. We have board meetings and like votes. Who votes for this? Who votes for that? And that's how kind of we move forward. Really, yep. make sure that we get everybody's input in the crew. You know, that's dope. That's fucking mean. All right, brother. I can't, bro. You've got a fucking. I'll be day one, G, streaming that shit over and over and over again, bro. And fucking, yo, because I, yo, man, I can't wait, AG. This, the shit that we made this time, like better than any shit we've ever made. Like, fuck, I'm super like proud of what we have to release, and so 
it's like it's tough being quiet and just sitting on the air like but when like we start to roll out like you're like no 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 for sure like that we're coming yo bro all right bro let's get into some viewer questions bro i got four of them brother uh first one is from uh t-mod she says is pen and and bro we had a chat about this don't fucking flip-flop on me cuz is penny lanes better than clinton bakery bro yeah 100 <sighs> percent. okay 100 percent. but there's another bakery it's down there countdown it's called um anchor and um see like low-key like penny lanes are solid but anchor Fuck, their, their pies are fire, steak and cheese fire, but they've got these one dollar um sausage rolls, dude. Wow. And undefeated, undefeated. One dollar sausage rolls, bro. That's mm. hey, uh, I think I've been to that one once, bro. And the, the next to the them. baked me solid, like straight up. Like I was hating, but that's just because I was a patriotic, loyal, honey hunger dude. But um, Clinton Bakery is solid. Bro, before it's the podcast, price. bro, you even bought Clinton Bakery up, G. And you know, yo. like I was like, "Yo, we we getting places with this Clinton Bakery showdown." Nah, it was because it was because when you said you're from there, and I was like, "That's the first thing that comes to mind." Clinton Everyone Bakery. says that, bro. And I was just like, "Nah, fuck, I rate Clinton Bakery." It's up there, bro. Uh, bro, I'll tell you what. I, I told you this before, and I'll tell other. So I do uh, bakery run, and it's like a little show. We went out to Kelston, and bro, we had this pancake, bro. Fuck, bro! I nearly fucking busted a load. G. I swear to God. This thing was like, it was like a pancake, but it was like in between a crepe and a pancake. It was thin, but it wasn't too thin. But it had yeah. a banana in it, right? And, but I'm fucking pretty sure. <laughs> like, don't fucking judge me, Skybike, okay, mate? Okay? I'm did, fucking, you, did you chew or just swallow? Hold. Fuck, hold up, bro. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that, okay? <laughs> bro, it had cream in it, and the cream had like a banana essence or some shit to it. Bro, and when I'm getting filmed, bro, if I fucking gag on that shit, bro, if I put that shit down like a fucking cock, gee, yo, the, the internet will go crazy. So I had to eat it on the side, eh? And Will, <coughs> boy, Will was like looking at me like, you're a fucking idiot. I was like, no, I know what these motherfucking trolls do on here, but it was good, mate. I'm telling you. And Windmill Bakery, Windmill Bakery has the best cake I've ever fucking had in my life. Yeah, one more bakery's got solid cakes. Yeah, it's up there, bro. <clears throat> it is up Definitely. There. I feel like a lot of people sleep on the hood, like the hood spots, eh? But um, if you're from that place or like you've tried it before, then you know, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things. But I'm keen, I'm keen to go out to old fucking Penny Lanes, bro, or, um, or your other one next to the countdown. I'm, I'm, I'll get there. Uh, next question, bro, from Just For Kicks, bro. He does custom, custom kicks designs, bro. He's the fucking man. He says, no, I've uh, seen that shit. I've seen that shit on um, IG. Solid right. ass. He does slides and shit, everything. He's the man. Uh, the one was, uh, what's the car that uh, in uh, Who Are You, uh, Vida, Mitzi VR4, bro? I think so. Bro, that's what everyone was saying. Hey? Like, I seen heaps of people even messaging, like, bro, is that, you know, uh, VR4? Yo, where was that? I think from? it actually was, eh? Where was it from? Oh, West. <clears throat> oh, the, oh, oh, yo. It's like Swanson, I think. Like, I'm not too familiar with Westside, but... Yeah, neither. Pretty sure it was at um, Swanson Ways. It was kind of, like, close to where, like, there was heaps of farm, like, farm spots out there. Uh, next one, also from T-Mod. She said, what helped you... What helped you... What out of it, dude? Too much Vilema, G. Uh, <laughs> what helped you stay focused on your dreams, bro, growing up? 
Um, to be honest, bro, I think just like supportive, supportive people like around me, like parents and stuff. And um, it was not like I was like, fuck, I can't wait to grow up and be a rapper. Like that was never in my mindset. But I guess in me pursuing it and doing stuff, um, they were always supportive. Eh? Like they always like encouraged me. They're always uh, super stoked for me and stuff that I was doing. And um, I guess that was a big thing. Like if I had like parents, I guess they were kind of like, I don't want you doing that or no, nah, no. Nah. You know, I'm not with that. Then I guess that would have sort of, I guess, you know, stopped me from pursuing it to some degree. But the fact that they were so supportive, um, I just, and like, you know, the boys were all for it, you know, when we were making music. Um, I guess it was just that energy, like everyone was all for it. So it was just like, you know. Yo. That's kept me going. All right, bro. Uh, quick fire questions now from me, Cuzzy. Uh, if you could showcase one piece of your work, bro, to Tupac, bro, who, what would it be? What song would it be? Um, probably Bunga. Yeah? We can get down yeah. Uh, have you ever had a bad uh, Ota Ika, bro? Um, heaps of times. Bro, what fucking ruins it for you, bro? Bro, like, I've been to some, like, some weddings, G, and there's been, like, fucking Mandarin. Cucumber. What? Like, bro, like, why would ass shit added to it, G? Like, I've even seen some of, like, corned beef added to it. Like, what? I don't know. There's some people, like, bro, people are trying to gentrify the, um, what the hey? And, um, yeah, there's, there's been times, like, bro, like, just random shit, G. Like, I can't even see it, like, and, like, honestly, as soon as I see it and I can see, like, the texture, I'm just like, nah, this is going to be trash. And then I try it and it's trash. And then I just... Ah. Just keep it and then do the little slide into the bin, you know? Bro, I've never heard of Mandarin, bro. Bro, That's... people are doing extra shit, like. What the fuck? It's disgusting, G. It's disgusting. But I'm not a big fan of the chili in there, eh? Are you? Yeah, neither. Bro, I'm ah. simple. Less is more, G. Less is more. All right, bro. What's your, what's your perfect ingredient, bro? Bro, just the uh, fish, um, coconut, coconut cream, um, diced fine diced onion and lemon and um fine diced the lemon too fine diced the lemon skin oh. and just chuck that in there g okay so so very simple g simple. Not up Some, sometimes people put dice on um, tomato in it tomato gets a slide it's all good but any more than that it's just out the gate g you mean onions like spring onions bro or you like onion onions Onion, onions. <clears throat> bro, you're not, oh, bro, fuck. But hey, I'll tell you what, bro. I, I get down with some cucumber in this shit. Without nah, the skin, dude. bro, it's pretty good. Nah, dude, I don't know. Oh, man. For that dish, nah, that's not me here. What about uh, Lua Sipi, bro? All day. I've had trash ones, good ones. Bro, you get trash anything. Good anything. Like, you know? Just depends on who makes it, and I guess. Um. You never know till you try it. And then when you do try it, sometimes, you, you know, you're trying not to, like, showcase that you're like, fuck, this is trash. Yo. So you just, like, you know, you soldier it and, you know, finish it. Just out of respect, babe, but, like, yeah. You've got to be uh, respectful. But, um, bro, you know hiding's coming if you're not finishing your plate. <laughs> you know, you're like, hey. Yep. Bro, name me a more underrated gif to jam on Twitter then boomers when he goes later bolt <laughs> oh fuck that was i fucking love that shit yo when he's like no later bolt that dude like honestly i always i always say it to him i'm like gee 
if you ever took it seriously, you could have your own show. Like, you could legit have your own show. I was thinking that, too. He's that much of a character. He's, he's like, bro, he's a genius, bro. But, like, I guess for whatever reasons, he's just like, nah. But bro, I, I want to make it my mission to, like, get him his own show. Because, fuck, honestly, the only reason people watch New York Roots, the first one, was because of him. Like, be, be, be serious. Like, show facts to you. The only reason people watched it was because of him. If not, it would have been dry balls. Right, and like, um, right, he's just like, you're, you're exactly right, actually. It's a gold dust thing, eh? Like, just doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Nah, I, I think that's the thing with me is like, he's confident in who he is as a person, and it shows, bro. Like, the amount of messages that, like, we get because of him being shirtless, like, with dudes saying, like, you're fat, G, put a shirt on. Yeah. No one wants to see, um, you know, it's like, that's the point of it, G. It's like, <laughs> this dude is showing that you don't have to fucking have, like, you know, what media shows us is, like, abs and all the shit to be confident. It's like, bro, man's out here just shirtless, no cares, and, you know, he's just fucking trying to normalize that, you know, for the rest of us that don't have a fucking six-pack, you know? Fucking, bro, he's the man, bro, like, straight up. I got all the love in the world for that cat. I was, bro, fuck, just watching, just on, on fucking YouTube and shit, you just feel, feel the fucking confidence. And, bro, a lot of people got to do that shit, you know? They got to stop being fucking all about themselves and all about their fucking hookup and just be straight up. Straight up. Huh. All right, bro, next question, bro. Was uh, Mr. Kenny a, a drug dealer, G? Bro. The Irish fuck. cat. He was he was with the IRA or something, bro. I don't know. It's like OG fucking gypsy gangster. Bro. Um I heard he was my favorite. He, he was he always used to come to like school way, bro, and you could tell he was just on the mad bender, hungover as fuck. <laughs> smell whiskey on his breath. And like fuck. he was always good spirits, but you could tell when he had a real tough one eight. <laughs> fucking bro, like you know, we used to like crack jokes at him because he was all good like that. And the man used to fucking sometimes snap on us, say, like, out of nowhere, bro. Like, those out the gate snaps, and we were like, oh, shit. And then we just realized, oh, man probably just was, like, hungover as fuck, you know? <laughs> bro, I'm surprised that he was still able to teach, like, you know, the whole day. Everyone I've asked about that I know that went to Onihanga have said the same fucking thing you said. You're like, we don't, uh, we don't know how he's still a fucking teacher. We, we we really don't have an idea and how like, he's a fucking teacher. Like, gee, our last day of school, he because like he used to live right across from the school, gee. Like he had a house right across from the school, and so every day after school, oh not every day, sorry, the last day of school, he invited us all over to his house to have our beer. Oh, at his house, bro, which is fucking unethical <laughs> and all of that shit. But bro, we were we never had a beer from like straight up. Like, he's the man. Bro, was Miss Shea actually Helen Clark to you? Was it? Miss Shea. Was Miss Shea there? Yep. Was she Helen Clark? Do you reckon that's Helen Clark's auntie or? Bro, must be, bro. She was a mad hater, G. Like, back in the school days, she was fucking the biggest hater, eh? Fuck. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really like her, eh? Bro, did you go to school with uh, Stacey, bro, Ellie? Or no? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Same, same years or no? I think I was a year older. Fuck, bro. They are, yo, him and Shay and all that shit. They could play any sport, G. And they would have been yeah, cracked. There's a talented family. Um, there's a there's a rapper too, Savin. Really? He, he's he's their older brother, bro. Savin is the fucking lyrical genius. His birthday is on the 25th of um December. 
So oh. we call him baby. We call him Baby Jesus. But bro, if you don't know who Savin is, go look him up, bro. Savin. Bro, Shay is a fucking G. S V E N. Yo, uh, next question, bro. Uh, what's the best? Uh, what's the go-to uh, migrain uh, flavor, bro? What's your go-to? Two minute noodles. Just the original, bro. Fuck, I'm not on the extra shit, eh? But you put the spicy shit in there or nah? Yeah, everything. Gotta Have put to. everything, eh? Get your money's worth. Yeah. Uh, what's the perfect life, uh, night kicking it at the depot, bro? What, what do you guys get? Like, if you're going to kick it at the depot, fucking box. Nah, never, never did that, eh? <laughs> bro, because it's like right next to the police station. Oh, true. Fuck. Uh, I think an ideal night at the bus depot would be a night that you got home without getting into some shit. And last question, brother. If Sweden was a wrestling faction, bro, what would they be? Fuck. Um, bro, we'll be DX, bro. Straight up. Who's who's Shawn Michaels, bro? Who should you? That you, bro? Kick, super kicking some motherfuckers? Yeah, bro. That's Sl- me. Slanging mad dick around? <laughs> That's me. Oh, brother. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much, my bro. I hope you enjoyed it. Nice shot. Thanks for having me, bro. bro. And um, yeah, man, like uh, fucking bro. I cannot wait for the next album, bro. And I know I'm not the only cat. Oh, yeah, bro. Who's China, bro? Out of is that is that fucking Boomer G? Bro, nah, Boomer. Boomer. Boomer's Rick Rude. Ah, Smokes. Smokes China, G. (laughs) If if you ever see Smokes Thighs, G. Man's got man's got the thickest thighs, G. Bro, shout out to China, bro. Oh, bro, I was I had mixed feelings about China, bro. Growing up, you know, I don't know what to, I don't know what I was doing, you know. Bro, R.I.P. Anyway, shit. Rip hard. All right, brother. Hey, thank you so much, bro, and uh, we'll keep in contact, eh? Yeah. See, much love, my G. Appreciate it. Shout out to everyone who tuned in. Much love. Yo, and there you have it, Fano. It's uh, Spike from Sweat one of the coolest cats out. Um, yo, funny tidbit. While I was uh, doing that interview, I was sipping on some Vilema, and I was feeling a bit. I was feeling loose, man. I was feeling loose towards the end of it. Uh, anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Make sure you go out and support, eh? All right, man.